Hi, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Gerald. That's Flex. And day three of Suns training camp has come and gone. You guys happy that we get to talk about what players are doing basketball-wise now and not just all the off-the-court shenanigans I'm anymore? So, I'm so very happy <laughs> we get to talk about basketball and not this columnist wrote this about the Suns or all that bullshit. It's yeah. nice. Or like, you know, who should be on the Olympic team. And- Here he goes. <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> He's right, though. He's right. He's right. I'm glad we could talk basketball. This is this is my this is my wheelhouse. So just, just, I, I don't I don't like all the other stuff. Just to fill in people. Like, I didn't gonna, mean to set, not, set no, no, you no. up for that. We're not going to get started. No, we we had a, a heated debate. Yeah, we had it, a so. heated debate about uh, uh, about complex them saying like you know five or six players that would that they think would be on the the olympic team and booker was not part of that six mm-hmm. and um we got into a debate as to why or why not and, mm-hmm. but we're not going to go to yeah we're just not going to get into it the shady it was, rays ad is it, it later was like from the drive <laughs> the drive from here to costco and back we talked about it so i was like that's oh that's a, that's long, a full episode by yeah. itself that it really is and it really wasn't a talk it was both of us yelling Arguing. at each other i yeah, could basically. i 100 have the full picture in my head already i almost stopped the car <laughs> <laughs> listen all we need to know about the olympics and devin booker is that He'll do it. Yeah, he'll be there. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll be there. And he's he'll star be too. He's, he's probably going to start. Yeah. Unless Anthony Davis is healthy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm and kidding. I'm kidding. Damn it. I'm kidding. Let's <laughs> talk about Suns uh, training camp. We'll start first with Devin Booker because after today's. What? So in the you know what bio said? Ben's going to a Jodeci concert after this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't unsee it. I don't know what that is. Your boots. The what, jeans. What's wrong with this? I was already self-conscious about these jeans. <laughs> I love it. Because I love they are it. far lighter than I thought they looked in real life oh and God. not what I normally wear. Um, thanks for that. <laughs> Gilbert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, hate I like the I jeans. Know. I don't get it. I like I like the whole, the whole fit. It looks good. So... <laughs> About mm, training camp. Mm -hmm. You know who else looks good? The Phoenix Suns in training camp. They do. After today, Frank Vogel was talking about how Devin has helped set the tone defensively for this week of training camp. And, of course, then Devin was asked about (laughs) Frank Vogel's comments. And here's what Devin had to say. If you don't know that by now, man, you just relate. You know what I'm saying? I think we're over that um, perception where, you know, I don't get after that that end. Because, you know, it's important to play off basketball. If you can't do it, you have to be off the court. And we've stressed that and we've done it at a high level. What the fuck just happened here? We're back. (laughs) The clip is over. Emma just didn't give us a heads up. She just came right back. She was like, that's it. That's all you get. (laughs) I see everybody's in peak form today. Oh, my goodness. Um, But listen. It's no surprise that that's how he responded initially to um, talking about Devin playing defense. Like, he knows he's been doing it for a while. Anybody who's questioning it is doing it intentionally or not paying enough attention. 
And, One and of the two. This is the second time that Vogel has mentioned at training camp that Devin, Devin's been getting after it on the defensive end. Like today was just the first one where he specifically was like, Book and KD are leading the charge and setting the tone for us defensively. And that's that's huge. I know, you know, it's a very cliche thing. Like when your top players are getting after it defensively, everyone follows suit. But like yeah. on a team, when you have this many new players, and guys coming from different teams, a couple of them just a couple of days ago, yeah. like it really is important to set that level of cohesion and make sure everyone's on the same page. So, um, you know, this is something that Book's been aware of. It's a narrative that he's been fighting the last couple of years. And it, it's funny because the national side of things and everybody outside of a certain city, it feels like narratives are slow to change. They change like a year or so after they should have already changed. I wish you were in a car. Costco's. <laughs> I swear, bro. I swear. I wish you were in the car, bro. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You, you know what? It, I, I'll tell you this much. You got you got KD, you got Book, and you got Bill. All those guys are super talented offensively. Mm-hmm. It's hard to break the ties offensively. Mm-hmm. What I know for a fact is that those three guys internally – are trying to one-up each other on defense right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And and that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Book is saying, okay, I'm going to be the better defender of us three. <clears throat> KD saying, well, BS, I'm going to do it. And you heard Bill say it the other day. And that's because you got three guys that know what they bring on the offensive end. Now, how do you separate who's the best guy or who's the guy on that team on the defensive end? And I think they're going to push each other all year, which is a great thing. I mean, listen, I think on the defensive end, you know, they're, they're, they're challenging each other. <laughs> Telling each other you gotta get on up, you know, and, and keep going after it. And like I think that's something that's that's needed. Like you you need to be a, a, a good defensive team to win a championship this year. So um, you know, you certainly don't want, you know, Booker to look at somebody and be like, hey, come and talk to me, because that'll be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I'm so excited for this season because we already know <laughs> offensively what this team is going to look like for the most part, especially at least with the big three. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at who is leading the charge as far as defensive effort, being the guys in that big three, nobody's going to be allowed to slack off. Yep. Because yeah. if they're holding their own and doing what they do offensively and night in and night out, bringing the effort defensively, you slack off one time. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to let each other know. Yeah, yeah. as they should. Yeah. But I yeah. think that that just shows a lot because a lot of times you'll see, you know, a star player who maybe doesn't, quote unquote, need to bring that much effort defensively because of what they do offensively. And they've got player teammates around them who will pick up the slack. But there's not going to be any slack to pick up from at least guys like Devin Booker. We know that for sure. No, and that's huge because they do have a lot of guys that are defensive specialists like Kogi, like Jordan Goodwin. Um, Saban Lee is a guy whose name has come up multiple times. Um, you know, Josh Kogi the other day described, you know, driving into the paint like being in a jungle because yeah. of all the length that they have. And so even though they don't have a ton of size, as long as they bring the physicality and the length, um, that's going to close off passing lanes. It's going to get deflections, steals, that type of thing. Um, and that can help make up for, you know, rotational miscues and stuff like that. Lately, I've had the feeling that this team is going to be elite defensively. Don't ask me why. Mm-hmm. It's just a gut feeling. I, I feel like people just kind of dismiss it because they're such a good, they, they are expected to be such a good offensive team. Mm-hmm. But I really just, I just, I just think that they're going to be a, a, an elite defensive team. I, I really agree. I, I agree. I, I feel it. I, I'm with you. I think they could be a top 10 I'm team. i to play some defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, KD takes it serious, man. Mm-hmm. Like KD really takes it serious 
um, how he's perceived on defense. Like he, he, I think KD thinks he's the best defender on the team. And this year we're going to see a lot of that dog in KD, but he loves talking about what he does on defense. Cause everybody talks about how great he is offensively. He'll be quick as hell to remind you and say, man, I play defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don't forget. Don't forget. I right. play defense. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, it's been kind of cool to see um, some of the quotes come out this week so far from all the guys getting to know one another, getting to really know and understand uh, their coach as well and the entire staff out there. And uh, Yusuf Nurkic, he had some <laughs> fun things to say about being able to play with the big three and what's that, what that's been like. I mean, competitive. Uh, a lot of guys getting, you know, know each other, especially for me, you know. Uh, I'm probably the newest guy here with you guys. Um, but enjoying, man. It's really, it was really fun. You know, I look at yesterday and today I'm coming down. You know, down the floor, and Devin Booker has the ball, and I'm running and see like playing pick and roll with D Book. But out of court, and I got KD, and then Bill. I'm saying, God damn, <laughs> it's kind of crazy when you think about it. But the spacing and everything, you know, I just is a big, and as a summer we love fast, and it's, you know, it's really fun to be out there. I think it's safe to say he's pretty excited about <laughs> the situation bit. he's found himself in. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And it's not just him, too, because we heard from Grace and Allen, and they're, they've both been talking about, like, when we run our pick-and-roll action with two of those three or two of those four, and you've got me in the corner or Nurkic rolling or another guy on the backside, like, that defender is going to have an impossible decision to make, like, in a split second about, okay, do I stop the rolling big because Nurk can take it all the way? But he can also pass out to the corner. Then we got to rotate there. But Grayson Allen can pump fake and drive because he's good at that. Like it's just a kind of trickle down effect that defenses are going to have a real problem with. Yeah, no, it's it's scary. It's scary. Like Saul, how's your knee feeling? Not good. Not good. You no. can't do it. No. Because I think healthy Saul, you can play on this team. No. Like they're that good. <laughs> I'm serious. They're, no, it's one. Of, this is one of those teams that they're right. so damn dynamic that. Those type of role players, they look at the game and they see how it's evolving and they see how what's going on and they can't believe it. I do appreciate the love and and the the confidence that you have in me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I you, you yeah. can do it. No, I appreciate that. Ice up, bro. They might need I'm just, a 10 I'm just letting you know, like, no. <laughs> just not even. Just, nope. just no. no. Absolutely not. I take one step and my Achilles would shatter. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, that would be damn, so nice. Never mind then, bro. I didn't know it was that. Yeah, my, you stay right where you are. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? And do you need a I mean, I think chair it's or? about to pull right now. So I'm just, you know, I'm just holding I'll get you water for the rest of the season when you need so I get it for you. <laughs> it's a hard life out here, bro. <laughs> You're gonna start rolling up to post game shows with your knees wrapped with yeah. ice. Yeah, with a walker sure with the tennis balls <laughs> under yeah, it. Like oh, walk. Okay. Come on, yeah, man. I have an ice pack in my back. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, we're learning more about the new guys, but so is Coach uh, Frank Vogel. Here's what he had to say about Nurk. You know, physicality, he's, he's one of the guys on our team that you know, should most nights uh, be able to, to dominate his matchup with physicality. And um, you know, that's the one thing that I love about him. Uh, obviously, he's a, he's a great passing big man. He's got a great feel for that stuff. He can throw it to him in, in the post and he can score on his own. And then he can finish in roles as well. And obviously he's played a lot over the last few years uh, in the pocket when Dame's getting double teamed. You know, and, and we have guys that are going to draw that type of attention as well. So he's very experienced there. And then defensively, um, you know, just the size at, at the basket and being an elite defensive rebounder. You know, um, it's going to help us 
your boards and get our guys out on the break. Really? Y'all are too much, man. Yo, <laughs> Eli in the chat. Eli in the chat. Mm-hmm. Flex Girth saw who wins a horse. Mm-hmm. I love y'all, man. Nobody beats me a horse. <laughs> Let's do it. I just wish you guys would have heard Saul's laugh when we were coming back. Um, that was really funny. Uh, Gerald, Devin also had some nice things to say about Yusuf Nurkic today at practice. You want to share with the class? Yeah, I asked him because at, at uh, Media Day, Nurk had mentioned that Book told him, you're a point guard now. Um, so I followed up with him about that. And he was saying, like, yeah, he can be the secondary point guard in a way when we run a pick and roll. And if they trap me out of that, I can kick it to him in the short roll and he's going to be able to make a play on the backside to the corner um, or attacking the basket. So I, I think based on everything that we've heard from Book, from Ishbia, James Jones, Vogel, everybody involved, the Suns really value that playmaking ability in the short roll. And it makes sense because they have three guys that you can run pick and rolls with that could get double teamed out of those just to try and force the ball out yeah. of their hands. So having Nurkic in that spot, even though he's not a better player than D.A., He's going to be able to do a lot more than DA used to in those situations. Um, and so his book was pretty complimentary of his passing ability and his basketball IQ and being able to see the play ahead of time and know where he needs to put the ball. Just another reason why I think the Suns front office collectively all decided this was the best option for them moving forward at media day. That was the biggest. The buzzword was fit. Mm-hmm. It was all about fit. And I think when you have a big three like you have with this team, it's more important than who could be the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see well, how this all shapes out because what we're hearing so far and in theory should be pretty great. Yeah, we have a we actually have a Blazer fan in the chat. It's a Blazer fan here rooting for you guys. Take care of Nurk and Nas and Keon for us. Thanks, Jeff. So like at a minimum, they were fan favorites, mm-hmm. which I you could probably make the argument that DA wasn't a complete fan favorite uh, by a portion of this fan base. So... Uh, I, I I think, again, I think styles make fights. And I think, uh, you know, fits for some players are just better for others than they are others. That sounds mm-hmm. really stupid, but I get it's you. just, you know. But we get <laughs> it. Got we it. get yeah. what you're saying. But, like, I, I just didn't think DA was the perfect uh, fit for this offense yeah. and for this team. And Nurk appears to be, right now, in training camp. We'll find out in the regular season when, it, when you know, when the rubber meets the road. But um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm excited for uh, Nurk. Because I do think there is definitely something to be said. When you're talking about DA, the biggest letdown about DA was the fact that he he didn't get up and give you everything he had in the middle of uh you know the playoffs, um, especially this year. Like you, there was not a point in time where you could point to a game and be like, yeah, you know what I mean. He, he kind of let you down. Um, Nurk is going to have that opportunity and he's going to have an opportunity to show out and and hopefully this is the 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 switch that flips. Um, for him to be uh, as consistent as we need him to be uh, for this team. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for him. Hey, anytime you get a fresh start, it's always a good thing to kind of reset everything and, and start all over. I mean, in our history, we've seen this play out multiple times. We've seen multiple players that weren't good fits on their other team and mm-hmm. then come to Phoenix and thrive. So I, I don't understand why, like, we don't connect that enough. Like, Boris Diaw couldn't play with Atlanta. He came in one you know, uh, six man of the year, most improved player of the year, mm-hmm. first year in Phoenix. Josh Akogi <clears throat> last year was a different Josh Akogi than we saw in Minnesota, mm-hmm. right? So fit matters. I mean, sometimes these guys are just like nasty knives. I, I'm telling you right now, Nasir Little is going to ball this year. He mm-hmm. is going to be terrific. And people are going to sit back and say, 
where the hell was this guy in Portland and how the hell did the Suns get him? So fit matters. Those are the guys that are going to benefit. I think Nurk is a tremendous fit. And people are going to be surprised midway through. They're going to be like, damn, Suns were smart. So I asked what, at least that's what I think. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing with Nurk, because people have brought up two big concerns, obviously the defensive side of the floor being that anchor, rim protector, et cetera, and then, you know, motivation, focus, kind of some of the similar uh, complaints that we had about DA from time to time here. I think playing for a team like this, you can hear it in Nurk's voice the same way as Bradley Beal, like, he understands the opportunity in front of him, and I think he will be locked in um, just as long as he's not playing too many minutes and getting gassed. But I, I think for him, like the passing is going to be huge, and the defensive side of the floor, you're hoping that you can get stops because the defensive rebounding will be able to close those and push the tempo, like yeah. we've talked about. You know, Vogel's been kind of coy about you know, how they're going to use him, but he's been saying all we need for Nurk is to execute our scheme. So we're going to see what that scheme looks like exactly when we finally get some actual games in front yeah. of us. Uh, but for now, he keeps emphasizing the physicality that Nurk brings to the table, and hopefully that'll be enough. That's interesting. Justin had a good point. Hmm. Nas rules. Fans in Portland, fans in Portland were... Mad yeah, last year. Mad last year. <laughs> can't see, sorry. He didn't, he didn't get, get enough, enough minutes. minutes. No, that's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he that, that kid can play, man. And his characters and pet, yo guys, y'all gonna love he. You know what, Lens, low key, dark horse. You think your baby, sweet that, baby, yeah. sweet baby yeah, angel, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. baby sweets. <laughs> no, no, this this guy's a terrific young man. I'm yes. telling you, mm-hmm. super high character, hard worker, terrific young man. He's got a good heart. Just wants to get healthy and and play ball. So I think we're gonna. He's gonna be a fan favorite. All right, we do have a super chat. This one is from Bobby Cox. Thank you, Bobby. They said hi, Lindsay, Saul, Gerald, and Flex. Saul, when I mentioned earlier about the freaks come out at night, I meant the Suns haters, not you and Eddie. So I got y'all back. Even you, Flex, and you, Linz. Uh, no. No, that says no, Lin no, Lin. No, He said, and Which you, Lin Lin. Which is now what we're going to call you moving Lin forward. Lin Lin? Lin Lin. Uh, yeah, uh, Bobby, I, I, mean, I appreciate that's that. That's two That's two, two super chats from, from Bobby today. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, earlier today, I just, I, I didn't understand the context. So thanks for clearing that up. I appreciate that. Yeah, and if you guys were wondering where the other Super Chat was, uh, it was Saul and Eddie's show that went live earlier this morning. So if you missed that, you can find it on our YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you should... can watch that one after today's show. It was one of my favorite ones, to be Apparently honest Apparently, Eddie you. said some crazy shenanigans. some off-the-wall shit, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't understand shoe culture. What was that about, shoe culture? What he said. Uh, he was basically, he, he he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand why people get hyped about that. Also, Philip Fry, bye. Uh, you can you can be an asshole somewhere else. We don't need you here. <laughs> I don't understand how he doesn't understand shoe culture. I don't understand it either. Like it, it's just a thing. I it said, is from Chicago. I, I said I said uh, um, Grayson Allen was wearing the same shoes um, that I was wearing today. Mm-hmm. He was wearing Giannis's. These exact Giannis's. He played like, with Giannis last year. Yeah, so he probably has a shit ton right, of Giannis's, yeah. right? right. And then he was, t- and then he just started throwing out random things about like, <laughs> do you do you buy underwear because Michael Jordan has hands and all this other shit? And I, mean, I was just honestly, like, they were like, jump people man. do that. Like, people That's do why that. they put him on the That's advertisement. That's why they market those guys. So right. I was just like, what are you talking it's about? Literally, a so then I yeah. just said, Eddie, why are you being a freak? You wanted to see my feet. Now you want to see what underwear I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm not down like that. Okay. <laughs> So that's where that went. Oh my Eddie's old school though. If if you missed it, you can go back and watch the show. Yeah. It's pretty clearly cool. that's Eddie, one that you gotta watch. He also had a phenomenal, and I can't emphasize enough, a phenomenal Greek story about his time over in Greece playing basketball 
because um, there was a coach, Giannis uh, Ionidis, okay. that passed away yesterday. He mm. was his coach at uh, Olympiacos, and he had a tremendous story about a black cat, and and <laughs> it was phenomenal. So and you got to go back and check that, that out. Okay. I got to hear that. Absolutely. Also, make sure you check out our friends over at Wink. Wink is a seltzer with just a wink of THC. It's balanced, light, and social, so you'll be bubbly enough to work the room, but you'll be able to keep your wits about you. There are no third-party producers. Wink is made in-house with zero calories, sugar, or alcohol, and it tastes just like your favorite refreshing flavored seltzer. They are available in either 2.5 milligram or 5 milligram cans, and you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Just look for Wink at all Sunday Goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Dispensary in Tucson. They're now also in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. So to find the fastest way to get your hands on one, go to drinkwink.com and that is Wink with a Y. Saul, do you have um, a parlay for us to put down this weekend for... Our pick on the BetMGM Sportsbook app? I do. Um, ASU fans are going to hate me, and I, I, oh. I don't mean this with any ill intent. I Lies. promise you. I, no, I, I'm serious. Like, let, uh, let me put my Wildcat hat aside, okay? Okay. I genuinely like the ASU football guys. Like Jalen, mm-hmm. we've gotten close with Jalen. We've gotten close with Jordan Clark and those guys. I, I root for them outside of playing my team. Like, okay. I will never. And anytime they say something ill about the Wildcats, um, they can, you know, go stick it where the sun don't shine. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But I do root for them to win their games because I, I want them to succeed. With that being said, they're only a four-point underdog against Colorado, and I just don't see that happening. I feel like Colorado's going to score more. I feel like they're going to win the game, first of all, and I feel like they're going to beat them by more than four points. So I would take that as my first part of the parlay, Colorado plus the points. And um, I said yesterday um, that Arizona would definitely cover the spread against USC. They're a 21.5-point underdog. Um, they're going to cover that spread. They're going to play USC tough. they got a lot of California kids. So that's my two-team parlay. Okay. All right. And if you want to put 10 bucks down on that on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, you could get $200 instantly regardless of the wager's outcome. So here's how it works. All you have to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, sign up using the bonus code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. So it's a win-win all around so don't miss out again. That code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimers. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. All right, guys, we've been teasing this for a while, and the time is finally here. This is our schedule release party Let's go. for the upcoming if season. If you want to come hang out with us this season and have a fucking great time, these are the ways to do it yes. this year. We're going to start by announcing all of our takeovers. So the takeovers are where we all go to a game together. We're yep. going to meet up somewhere beforehand. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some food. We're going to have a great time. And we're all going to go watch the game together. Food and drink is always included in the 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 cost of this. All this year, all 
uh, takeovers are lower level tickets. Let's go. Um, yeah. So and there, there's there's one game where I think we're like we're kind of in the upper part of the lower section, mm. but most of these games are mid mid tier to, to lower. So they're fantastic seats. You're not going to be able to get uh, an all in one kind of experience all at the same time uh, for this price. So. Uh, the first one is obviously Wednesday, November 15th against the Minnesota Timberwolves. You get to see Ant um, come to town, mm -hmm. uh, and that's going to be fun. Most of these takeovers will also be precluded um, by uh, – will be at either the Desmond or Marley's, we have decided, one okay. of those two. Uh, we haven't decided exactly which ones will be which, but if you've never been to the Desmond, the food has been fantastic. It's going to be a great time. The second one is Tuesday, January 16th at 7 p.m. against the Sacramento Kings. The Kangs are coming to town Kangs. Uh, in January. We didn't do anything in December because we obviously we acknowledge that the holiday season is upon you. And so maybe you want to buy that January 16th. It ticket makes a really good Christmas, for a Christmas gift. gift. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, Valentine's Day with Monty people. Let's go. Oh Here against Detroit. Are we uh, getting married to daughters? February 14th. No, but I will give everybody uh, a Valentine's Day card. How about that? Damn. Sorry. Damn. I had to. Damn. I'm sorry. Uh, and then finally, last but not least, uh, we're going to see my NBA side piece, the Oklahoma City Thunder, on March 3rd, a couple weeks later at 730 on a Sunday. It's the only weekend game that we have. And listen, we understand that costs... You know, some of these are a little costly. That's fine. If you want to get all of them, you can save yourself about 50 bucks um, by getting the season pass, which is $600. So, um, And that is new. Yeah, that is year. new. That's the first time we've offered that. Uh, this is first come, first serve. Everything will be live by Thursday. Um, so go to gophnx.com. I'm sorry, by tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, you can go to gophnx.com. Click on the events tab and you can get after it right now. Uh, they We sold out every single one last year. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll happen again this year, no doubt. Uh, it's so much fun. Please come check us out. It'll be uh, It's a good time. Yeah. Let's go playing. I can't wait to do this with y'all. This will be your first time too. First. This is gonna be, be fun. fun. Y'all gotta, yeah, y'all gotta come hang out. This yeah. is gonna be fun. And then you'll see in that picture too, um, one of our takeovers, Eddie came mm -hmm. and hung out and met everybody and said hello. So there's a lot of different bonuses that kind of come, perks, if you will. Um, plus, this season's just going to be a blast to watch the Suns For sure. play. So there's no better way to watch it than with a group of like-minded people, many of whom we've all become friends with here. And if you're new, this is a great great way to meet some of the yeah. fellow diehards that's, as well. That's my favorite part is mm -hmm. getting to know all the people that have been in these chats, mm -hmm. um, some of our diehards that we get to meet face-to-face. It's just it's just a fun time, and it's listen. We're all here because we're Suns fans, and we wanna we wanna hang out with other Suns fans. And this is one surefire way. You know, you're not gonna sit next to some obnoxious opposing team fan. You're gonna sit next to us. Yeah, us lovely. And we'll people. take the ends if there are any uh, crazies <laughs> out there on yeah. the ends. We also, got you covered. twenty five against one is usually a pretty good number. I like my odds. <laughs> okay, sons and poor guy, calm down, calm down. <laughs> we also have tea parties, which are a heck of a lot of fun. So the tea parties are all out at Dobson Ranch in Mesa. And the golf course out there is kind of, it's a unique golf course because it's just like your normal golf course that you can play on. However you do golf, I'm not a golfer, but they also have bays that are basically like a top golf situation where it's just like a driving range. You just get to go out there and have a good time. And it's not as serious as real golf. So a couple Love changes, a couple changes we're going to throw out, um, despite Lindsay 
not knowing what the fundamental well, you just sounds like chance talking about hockey. I know. Let's, Let's go do, do that hockey. Golf. Yeah, like what? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, a couple changes. Listen, I just don't parties. like golf because you have to wake up so gosh darn early. Okay. Couple things about the about the takeover <laughs> or the tea parties this year. The tea parties, yes, they're kind of a top golf type setting on the range, mm-hmm. but they've changed their system. Okay. It's no longer a, a top golf kind of uh, shot tracer pro is what they called it. They've changed their complete system. They got some new devices out from, I think, uh, Norway or something like that. And now the gamification has gone to another level. So now we will be able to play uh, like these uh, these games to like 21. There'll be games like a, it's a volcano game where basically you got to keep hitting shots until your volcano erupts. Um, it's just a bunch of cool stuff. Um, we'll do putt-putt contests as, as usual. But this year we're going to switch it up a little bit and we're going to make sure that Everybody, no matter what your skill set is, has an opportunity to win putt-putt. So there'll be three different uh, challenging holes. I love that for and, me. And it'll be, adjust, and it'll be adjusted based on um, your skill level and stuff like that. So it's going to be a tremendous time. Plus, we are showing the games. The first one was the Philadelphia game. Uh, it is our first ever basketball brunch show, uh, show. So we'll do a 9.30 show before they tip off at 10 o'clock. And uh, we'll have breakfast out there. Uh, again, these things typically come with free food and beverage. All you got to do is come and have a good time. So if you're not a golfer, it doesn't matter. You come out and you just swing the clubs, have a good time. Uh, we have a three-point shootout, too, because that's the most popular thing, oh, I think. Mm. And we do a three-point shootout. Flex is going to lose, definitely. Who won, that? Who won that the last time? Uh, Who won last you? time, Gerald? Yeah, Who did? Gerald. Who did it? Gerald, you won? Yeah, won. Gerald, Gerald did it. Right, I'm coming, don't yeah. worry. Right, so. I can't wait. Um, it's a great time. And then the second one is against San Antonio. So please check it all out on our website. Jason's got our tagline. Mm. However you do golf. I'm not a golfer. <laughs> Is that what I actually need a, said? We need a t-shirt. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Blessings. Um, yeah, no, but the the tea parties are a blast. Uh, I have I have the most fun, I think, at our tea parties because it's such a chill casual environment and then them being outside is kind of nice too um so you can can walk around you can mingle you can just watch the game you can do all the different things that one is not free um again i should reiterate both the takeovers and the tea parties do come at a cost but uh diehards you get like 25 or 20 percent off on both so that 150 price that you saw for some of those tickets is actually discounted uh, to I believe 130 or 120, I can't do the math real quick, but it's it's significantly cheaper for diehards. Yes. So again, you buy one or two tickets, you probably could have bought a, a diehard membership and saved that cost and got a diehard membership. So uh, check that out. Uh, our our tea parties are 40 bucks for everybody or 30 dollars for diehards, a little 25 percent discount. So it does pay off to be a diehard. It does, literally and figuratively, because you also get access to. Um, our diehard only discord and a bunch of other things that are a heck of a lot of fun. Also at these tea parties, really nice because a lot of our partners come out as well. Mm -hmm. So you get to know a little bit more about what they offer, sample some of the things. Our friends OGs have been out there a couple times with some flavor samples. So you can at least know what all the flavors taste like before you buy um, whatever one you want to kind of tap into. But they have some fantastic flavors like the fruits, they've got red apple, watermelon, and peach. The creams, they've got blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle, and peaches and cream. And so it's really cool to be able to see all of them. And, of course, just get to know about the products a little bit more because we tell you guys all the time how much we love them. 
but you got to try them out and see if you love them for yourself. So again, we highly recommend you check out our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself. You can try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. You can find them on social media at OG's Brands or online at ogsbrands.com to find a local dispensary near you. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Also, it's going to be so much nicer weather-wise. I'm so glad basketball is not a summer sport. We would not be able to do anything outside. At least with basketball, it's nice outside. I'd rather be cold than I would hot if I'm going to be outside. But the best part is, is that it's patio season, and that means we get to hang out on the patio at Illegal Pete's. And, of course, they've got happy hour every single day from 3 to 8 p.m., which comes in clutch. And the food is absolutely delightful. The ambiance is great, too. So make sure you check them out because Illegal Pete's is the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, and it has been for over 28 years. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about all of the uh, takeovers and the tea parties. I do have one thing to add. Yes. Okay. Um, as always, this is a fluid situation. We reserve the right to add things as we see fit. Um, <clears throat> we do know for a fact that there will be one more event, and it will be a paid event, but it might be the coolest thing we've ever done here. That's oh. all I can really say until we close the deal, but we're about 110% certain we're going to close this deal, and then we'll announce it. But it's kind of a tea party, except... Different? Different. Okay. But <laughs> so fucking cool. I'll I'll fill you in later. Okay. All right. That's so it. next up, we've got Watch Alongs. So these are... Free. Free. Yay. Just watch, us, watch the game. Yes. Yeah, so Watch Alongs are where after the pregame show, we'll take a little... Five, 10 minutes setup break, and then we'll be right back here live on YouTube <clears throat> watching the game with you guys. And we'll kind of have a mix of who will be on all of these watch alongs, but we have fun stuff like commentation, commentary for the games. We'll play some games. We'll have some trivia, some little nuggets and tidbits of information. It's just a great time to hang out for even longer. For if sure. you wanted an extended pregame show or an extended postgame show, that's it. This is it. There you go. And here's uh, here's the slate of games. Opening night against Golden State. Uh, the return of DA on November 21st. That'll be fun. I can't wait for those comments. Uh, December <laughs> 1st, the rematch against Denver. It's our first rematch against the, the Dirty Nugs. Uh, and then December 13th against the Brooklyn Nets. You know who it is. The Twins are returning home. Uh, and everybody's going to be hyped about it. Mm -hmm. And then we got Emo Jimmy coming to town. Emo Jimmy. Let's go, Emo Jimmy. Jimmy Heat uh, World. So maybe uh, we'll all dress up like Sadness from Inside Tonight Out. Tonight will be the night that I will ball for you. <laughs> yes. That was my favorite one. Yes. Ball that out, was boy. my favorite <laughs> wow. one. It and was then, so good. And then finally, uh, in what I think will be a finals preview, March 14th against the Boston Celtics. <laughs> You guys, I cannot get over the Emo Jimmy great. lines. They're so epic. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Emo Jimmy play. <laughs> but these are blasts. So put those in your calendar and uh, we'll keep you updated throughout the season as well. Reminders uh, when those are coming up so you can come hang out with us. And then and watch last, parties. For another free event, two mm -hmm. free events in a row. The last one, watch parties. Here we go. Um, so this is going to be a little different. Uh, November 15th. Uh, 8 p.m. in-season tournament. This one is going to be at Gila River Casino. Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know, um, we uh, we will be partnering up with Gila River out hey at Wild Horse Pass in their sports book. So come out. I don't know. If you've never been there, you got to check it out because it's gorgeous out there. So there's that. And then, if necessary, 
December 7th and the 9th for the in-season tournament, the Final Four, and the championship game. We will also be doing a watch party. Um, we'll see if myself or Gerald are there because uh, I have a hunch he and I are both going to go out to Vegas for this thing. <laughs> but everybody else will be there to have a good time. Sorry, Linz and Flex. And there you go. And then, uh, and those are also at Wild Horse Pass. And then January 19th and February 10th, uh, we are talking about New Orleans and the Golden State Warriors. Both of those will be at the BetMGM Sportsbook all the way out on the west side. And so, yeah, we got a little east side. We got a little west side. And Central Phoenix when you come to the takeovers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So we got the entire valley covered. Um, and these ones are going to be a blast. Like these ones are, are super chill. You yeah. come on out. You grab some food, you grab some drinks, yeah, yeah, you mingle, you get to hang out. We celebrate together, we grieve together at certain moments (laughs) at times too, hopefully not too many this year, but those ones are fun, so keep those in your calendars as well and come hang out with us. Um, Flex, these will be all of your your first time for all of this. Can't wait. I'm excited for you. And the the Bar Scott voice. Can't Can't wait. wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I'm feeling right now. And uh, you can also wear your shades out to all of these events, too, because we support wearing Shady Rays at all (laughs) times of the day, inside or outside, because they are that good. We are talking about gear gear that is built to last. Premium polarized sunglasses. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class products. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com, use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses so you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, if you want to have even more fun with your friends here at PHNX this season, you can join us on Splash Sports. So PHNX has weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor contests for everyone to participate in for real money. So here's how to enter. Just head to SplashSports.com slash PHNX. The link is in the description as well. And sign up. You deposit some cash, you get started. It's just five bucks to enter either of them. And of course, bragging rights are on the line. So once again, just head to splashboards.com slash PHNX to join in. We'll have different contests coming out. So we're super stoked to compete with and against all of you guys. So again, you can check the link in our uh, description for more information. Also, if you uh, don't want to try to, you know, corral all these events, uh, if you go to our events page and you go all the way to the bottom, you can actually set it on your calendar on your phone, um, every event that we have. So that way, when you look at your phone, you can see what events we got going on, whatever day. So there you go. There you go. All right, guys, we're going to round out our contenders uh, conversation or teams around the league who might be a threat to the Suns today by talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll take a look first at their key additions and losses on the addition side. They got Marcus Smart and Derek Rose. Key losses, Dylan Brooks and Tyus Jones. And then, of course, we have to also add into here that John Morant is suspended for the first 25 games of the season. Just kind of an overall uh, for you guys. How are you all feeling about the Grizzlies this season? Um, On the surface, it feels like they might be they might put themselves behind the eight ball pretty far before Jaw gets back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a good they're good. They're they're a well coached team. Uh, defensively, they're 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 a very good group. So they've played without job before. They've succeeded without job before. So I, I would probably say I would be as long as they could tread water. I think they'll be right up there in the top six of the West um, when Jaw gets back. I think they'll they'll be twelve and thirteen, thirteen and twelve by the time he gets back. 
Yeah, I, I think the Marcus Smart edition really helped them. I think, like, obviously, Tyus Jones was one of the best underrated backups in the league uh, the last couple of seasons with them. But they have been able to win at a high clip. And when you have Marcus Smart and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the same court together, that's hard to score on. Just having two recent defensive player of the years out there sharing the court is going to be tough. Um, I, I feel like grit and grind is kind of back for this team yeah. a little bit. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they function offensively. Do they have enough shooting? Can Luke Kennard stay on the court? Because yeah. they need him and Desmond Bain to hit threes, especially with Jaws rim penetration not out there um i think they'll be okay for the first 25 games but it's going to be interesting once he comes back like he's allowed to practice with them but can they reincorporate him can they you know can him and marcus smart figure it out in the backcourt that's going to be interesting to me so they're they're one of my big question marks because they could very well be a top four seed or they could be a team that's you know with the way that the west is that's fighting yeah. for a play-in yeah. spot yeah, I think they're top six, and I, I actually think they're going to play better than people expect without Ja. Mm -hmm. I just do. Um, I think Marcus Smart and and having uh, Triple J back there, like you said, you got a defensive player to you on the perimeter, somebody on the back end. Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain shoot the hell out the three ball, and I think uh, Derrick Rose is going to be a nice influence for that basketball team. Smart can do some things offensively. I love Desmond Bain. I think this is an opportunity for the world to see Desmond in a different light. I think he's one of the better young guards in the league. And they're, I mean, super well coached. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not be shocked at all if they get through this 25 games and there's people saying, damn, do we really want y'all back? Like, I, I, I'm, I've i seen it already. We, mm -hmm. we saw a 20-game stretch where they went like 18-2 and two without Jaw. That was with Tyus. But um, I, I just feel like they're going to be fine. And, and it's going to get scary if they can get through that 25, it's going to get scary. I, I think their major Achilles heel will be outside shooting. And mm. I question whether or not they're going to be able to maintain pace with the elite teams in the West from the perimeter. I just don't I just don't know if they can. I, I really don't. You're, if you're relying on Luke Kennard uh, and Desmond Bain basically as your volume shooters, that's going to be, that's going to be tough, you know, because teams are definitely going to key in on that. And then, then who else is after that? You know what I mean? If you're if you're hoping that Derrick Rose and Jaron Jackson are gonna nail fucking threes from the perimeter, uh, you might as well go go to fucking Cancun right now because that shit ain't gonna happen. I, I do think somewhat a couple people brought it up in the chat as well. There are like with Jaron Jackson Jr., the rebounding and the ability to stay out of foul trouble are still yeah. problems for him. Yeah. Um, I do think though, as someone mentioned, like playing next to Steven Adams mm -hmm. helps him a ton yeah. in both those respects. Um, but that is something to keep an eye on because that defense is, is going to be uh, tested in different ways and they don't have the offensive firepower with, with jaw out that they normally have. Yeah, well, just before the show started, Saul Flex and I caught up with... Real quick, we do have a super chat we have to say right now. We have to say it before? Can we say it after? No, I think we got to say it right before. Nate. Uh, Nate Dunn in the chat so said... So sassy. Didn't they shoot the movie Toy Story in Memphis? They did. <laughs> they did. It's a fact. It's a fact, Nate. Look it up. <laughs> I'm with you, Lin Lin. Like I'm with you. I'm with you. They trying to get us because of this Trek thing. I, I know. <laughs> if you don't get that joke, you got to go back and watch. Not the, funny. What was it yesterday? <laughs> show? Yesterday's show. Yeah, yeah you got to watch yesterday's show to catch on to the joke if you're not in the loop. All right. Well, 
to give us a little bit more information about the Grizzlies and all of the question marks that we just brought up about them, uh, Saul Flex and I chatted with Kelsey Wright Johnson, host and reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies, right before the show started. And here's that conversation. Welcoming in to the PHNX Suns podcast now is Kelsey Wright Johnson, host and reporter for the Memphis Grizzlies. Kelsey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. How you doing? I'm so excited to be here with you guys. You guys are two of my favorite people, and now it's going to be three. I can just tell. Yes. There <laughs> you go. It. I love it. We're Thanks, winning Kelsey. at life already. <laughs> All right, Kels, not to start on a bad note here or anything, but of course, the elephant in the room, John Morant being suspended for 25 games to start the NBA season. Not the greatest situation for the Grizzlies, but how is the team kind of handling that suspension and just overall what the expectations are for this upcoming season despite that? I think there were a lot of question marks, Lindsay, heading into like at least a media day about how much of an involvement job was going to have. And you obviously never want, like uh, in terms of how it was worded at the very beginning by Woj uh, and the NBA, I guess it was like, hey, he won't be allowed at any team things he won't be at training he won't be at this and then we got word on media day that he would be able to travel with the team he was practicing with the team he was at media day he's now in training camp and so it one alleviates the fact of like we have all these new guys in and like how is he going to be able to bond with these guys like come game 26 is he going to be in shape is he going to be in basketball shape come game 26 and i think that alleviates all of that um, and then in terms of actually the team playing without him for 25 games, obviously, again, we have experience in that last year. I think he missed 20-something, 20 22 games last year. And, of course, we had Tyus Jones, who I'm, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, he was the best backup point guard in the league. And so we didn't have a crazy dip. It was just a different style. Um, this year, I think it's going to be a little bit more by committee because, of course, Tyus is uh, in Washington. I think Marcus Smart is going to play a big role in that. And I think the... I think it's just going to fall a lot more on guys like Des and like Jaron. Um, and I think they've had a lot of time to kind of process Jaw was a leader on the floor and they've had a lot of time to process like how that leadership looks differently the first 25 games. Um, but again, I think having him travel and having him practice is, is huge because then although he's a leader and he's not able to play, he still has that voice. Um, and I think Derek Rose also said it best. He said at training camp, you know, I'm, he said to John, I'm not here to babysit. I'm not here to, you know, be the ops and like follow you around. But I am <laughs> here to say that I've been in this situation. You know, like Derek Rose has been through a lot. Although he, um, you know, youngest MVP, all this stuff before his injury, he, he also has had issues off the court that he now knows how to deal with. And I think he's going to be a really, really good mentor for Jaw. And I think it's someone that Jaw respects and looks up to and so i think the first 25 games is going to be a big growing experience for jaw off the floor as well what do you i mean you know we talk about just the maturity of players and and it can kind of come in spurts um you know and, and with jaw's development uh adding marcus smart to the mix uh and then you talk about you know the other veterans that they have and in, in, including Derek rose the one aspect of this that, that i think people are overlooking is that that relationship maybe with jaron jackson and Jaron Jackson's own development throughout the last five years. What do you see in Jaron Jackson's role in this team, and how have you seen him evolve from year one to now going into year six? It's so funny to think about it because Jaw is actually older than Jaron, but Jaron is a year ahead of him in the NBA. I think Marcus Smart is going to be huge for Jaron um, because although Jaron is Defensive Player of the Year this year, uh, Marcus Smart was in that position as well, and they play such different 
defenses. Like Jaron is very much like, I'm going to block everything at the rim. And Marcus is very much like, I'm going to defend everything all over the court. Um, and so I think they've come together and it's been really cool to watch them at training camp. Um, in terms of Jaron growing, it's, it's again crazy because he came into the league at what, like an 18 year old, like he was a child. And now we've seen him, he's, he's grown into this man, this, he was an all-star this year. He was a defensive player of the year. Not only that, but he has grown from like, he was the youngest guy. And so he was looking up to the Marcus Alls and the Mike Conley's. And now I've seen him change into like, now he's mentoring Gigi Jackson and you see him pull guys aside. And so, yeah, it, He's going into a sixth year. What do they say? You turn into a vet in your fifth year. I don't even know if he was like really considered a vet last year because he had Dylan on the team, but he might be one of the youngest vets, but like he is a veteran and he's putting that on his shoulders. I think him and Des are going to be um, two of the more vocal leaders that we see this year. It's wild to think that a 24 year old is like the seasoned vet. On I the know, squad. right? <laughs> that blows my mind. Holy! At crap. least like a tenured grizzly, right? Like obviously they have Marcus now and they have Derek. We're going to be like the vet vets, but now he's, if not the most, he's one of the most tenured Grizzlies now that Dylan's gone. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. You, know, you you talked about Tyus a little bit, and Tyus is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I, I do agree with you. He's was the best backup point guard in basketball, had one of the best uh, assisted turnover ratios in basketball, and I'm happy that he got the opportunity. But now without Tyus, you incorporate Marcus Smart and Derek Rose. Now you kind of talked about it already. The mystery guy for me is Desmond Bain. Talk to me about Desmond Bain. He had the, you know, had the big extension. I've, I, I'm fascinated with Desmond. I've always loved his game. I've loved his game since TCU. I thought he should have went way higher in that draft. And you guys got a, a huge steal. But talk to me about Desmond now. With Ja not out, you know, Ja suspended for 25 games. Is he primed to take that leadership role and kind of be that guy? Uh, on this team right now with, with Marcus and Derrick Rose in the mix? I kind of love that he's still a mystery to a lot of people because I think for Grizzlies, he is 100% like the next guy. And yeah. now obviously, Shaw is the franchise player and Jaron with the accolades that he has is a franchise guy as well. But I think Dez is going to surprise a lot of people because I think he played, what, maybe six games last year completely healthy so he had the toe injury and then it was like kind of a repeat injury that he finally got to nurse and and have the surgery this off season so he's feeling better um and still take stuff out of it des is like one of the most prolific shooters in the nba and he's obviously yeah. only getting better and to agree with you i think des doesn't feel like he should have been drafted 30th either and he brings that up a lot whenever we play the teams that like passed on him. <laughs> right. It's still funny. We're going into like year three or four. Um, but no, Des is probably at this very moment, the most vocal leader on the team. I think a lot of guys look up to him because his hard work is just, he, he's very much like a, I'm never going to say you guys need to do something that I'm not doing myself. And I think one of the stories with that and just how hard he works is there was a story going around about um, a player on the Grizzlies getting the same flooring that they have in the locker room or in the weight room into his very own home. And it turned out to be Des because he was so committed to like wow. having the same type of workout, the same type of everything. And so I think that's just like a little tidbit to go like how, how hard he works. And so guys have started to look up to him just because of that. And I'm not comparing him to Kobe, but very much so how Kobe would work so hard that guys would have to respect him. He has that same kind of respect when it comes to his teammates. And now as he's getting older and older, 
he's getting more vocal and more confident. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be, especially without Jaw there for the first 25, I think, I think Dez is going to be probably the, the most vocal leader that we see. And uh, I mean, we're just hoping that those six games that he was healthy last year, I think he was averaging like, I don't know, I'd have to go back and look, but it was something ridiculous, like in the thirties points. And so I think we're hoping for uh, an all-star does this year. They also, I'm just going to point this out. He has like a little <laughs> nickname. I don't like it in Memphis, but they've been calling him Downhill Dez the last, last season when he was uh, playing Summer League. he He's handling the ball a lot more, and that was one of his things that he wanted to work on this offseason. It was continue to show that he's not just a shooter and to have a little downhill in his game. And so okay. I think he worked on that even more this year. So he might even handle the ball a little bit more too. Hope he, hope he worked on that upper body flexibility because my man's a little stiff up top. I'm a, I'm a big, so big, I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> and and I've heard stories behind the scenes about how dedicated he is and how, how much mm-hmm. of a hard worker he is. So it's nice to hear you uh, kind of set the tone and, and make that clear that these stories are true. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think he's primed for a big year. Yeah, you don't get that buff without working hard, right? That's right. <laughs> what short you- arms, though. He got short arms. That's what they said, right? That's what they said. That's why he went 30. He said he had short arms. I think that was the stupidest thing ever. That but. is the stupidest thing ever. I, as a man who suffers from T-Rex arms, I think that's stupid <laughs> as shit. So um, real quick, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, let's, let's, kind of a generic question, but like, what is this team's biggest strength? And what do you think is is something to really be worried about if you're if you're a Grizzlies fan? Uh, okay. Biggest strength is defense. I think this team's going to be really good defensively. Um, adding Marcus Smart. Okay. So here's the thing. I was the biggest Dylan Brooks fan because I was friends with Dylan when we were teenagers all the way up. I think the only person that makes this team better than when they had Dylan was Marcus Smart. I never thought it was a possibility, but having Marcus Smart guarding the outside, having Jaron guarding the rim, and then having a big body of Steven Adams who's going to grab all the boards. I think defensively this team is going to be really, really good. I also think on the offensive end, when let's say when Jaw comes back, <clears throat> having two of the best shooters in the league, statistically-wise, opening it, opening up the lane, like Jaw is going to be dangerous as well. Those two shooters in Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain are going to be really difficult as well. I think something that Grizzly fans should be worried about. I mean, the first 25 games won't be easy. Not having your franchise player is not going to be easy. I think Grizzlies fans are still a little worried about Jaren's fouling. Um, it was a big topic of concern last year, just having him stay on the court. And you saw that a little bit even in the FIBA game. Um, obviously, you have less fouls there, I guess, but... Um, it's a shorter game as well. Uh, but no, he he fouled out of games there too. So I think you want to see that. I think you want to see um, him rebound a little bit more. Although Steven Adams kind of put that to rest on media day too. He's like, if Jaren's swatting every ball, he can't do everything. So I'm there to rebound. Um, and then, yeah, I think getting job back, I think getting through the 25 games unscathed. And I think a lot of the, the worry is going to rely on Jaren Although Jaron was an all-star this year, you want to see him as one of the franchise guys take another leap forward and stay on the court. All right, Kelsey. So if the Suns and the Grizz met in the playoffs, what would that series look like from your opinion? Oh, my God. You guys are going to have such an exciting year. It's it's going to be exciting, like, no matter what. Obviously, I'm never, ever, ever going to back down and say that the Suns are going to win. But I think it would be I think it would be a nice seven game series. It it's just 
for two teams that are so talented and obviously the Suns are so stacked this year, they play or they should like looking at the personnel, such a different style of basketball. Don't you guys think like the Grizzlies are going to be very much three and D this year because they have three point shooters and they have good defenders. You guys are crazily offensive talented. Like it's going to, I think it would be a good, I think it'd be a good series. I think it would be low scoring weirdly enough. I, I, I agree. I could see that. I agree. I think it will be low scoring. What? So you? No, I, I agree. No, I well, agree. Both teams are Playoffs putting so much mud. emphasis on yeah. defense no, and being yeah. their identity, yeah. even though we yeah. know the Suns obviously offensively. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. We're the best scorers in the I league. I get that. What are you talking I about? St- I still think in the playoffs you slow everything down. You're playing mud. I mean, look at the Suns this year. I mean, we had offense this year. And we had some Denver games that were in the 80s in the fourth quarter. So when the playoffs slow down, they start working it up. I was so mad. (laughs) No, I I, I, I agree. But Kelsey, here's my thing. You you, you kind of taking the easy way out here. (laughs) You said seven. You said said seven game series. But who's winning? Oh, you can't make it. No, I'm messing with you. No, you can't make it. Oh, you you did say Grizz? Yeah. Honestly, I want to say Grizz in four, but I just don't want to. Oh, I respect it. That's damn. an OG move. I respect Listen, it. Listen, I mean, we, you, you, when do we ever count out our sons? When do we ever bet against them? Oh, no, we're going undefeated this exactly. year. Like, we're, we're going through the it whole league undefeated. I mean, right? yes. Is that even a question? Come on. Uh, uh, Kelsey, before you take off, is the jumper still wet? Um, you know, okay, so you want to know the honest truth. When I, <laughs> I'm like, hear that me out. You guys no have people. <laughs> when I go and I go to the arcade, because I don't really shoot on real hoops anymore. When I go to the arcade and I'm shooting like the, the Papa shot. Game, oh my God, wet. <laughs> I, I shot, I shot a shot at practice yesterday, just like everyone was gone and the ball came to me. I was like, my nails are too long. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want to say yes, but it's uh, unconfirmed right now. All right. If you, okay. make it, if you make it out here, I want to do the papa shot with you. Yeah, that would oh, be wild. Done. If you make it out here, I want to challenge you because you sound like you got you, you got a wet jumper there. So Yeah, done. Okay. Period. Papa shot is such a blast. Papa I love shot. That. Let's do it. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. And uh, we wish you and the Grizz the best of luck as long as it's not against the Suns this season. I was about to say, <laughs> until that playoff series. <laughs> exactly. We'll see you next time. Uh, you're fucking terrible. <laughs> and you can follow Kelsey on Twitter at Kel Wright. Give her a follow. She is a lot of fun. We love her for coming on and joining us for the conversation. All right, guys. So to put a bow on the Grizzlies, how are you feeling on the fear factor meter? From least worried to most worried, are you Beale Street, Elvis Presley, Barbecue, or the Itis? I'm a little salty that Barbecue's in the third column because Barbecue is is goaded and it should be where Beale Street is because that's okay, the best Okay, listen, thing ever. here's the problem with this whole exercise. Hmm. We never clarified like what is the good to the bad as far as yeah. the meter goes. So everyone has their own idea. So well, it has it, changed throughout this whole process. It started off as the most scared thing was like the best or biggest, most prominent thing about that city. And then like the green was like a thing about that city but not something that's like that you would go visit that's scary or intimidating or as important as the other. Well, things. listen, this is what happens when I'm not around for the fear factor. There part. you go, Gerald. <laughs> I, I brought those points up, but nobody ever wants to listen. to me. Oh, don't even. You know, You're so I was like, this doesn't full even make it. sense to me. But you know what? You're you know, it's so full Despo of it. and Lindsay just running the show. And mm-hmm. I just I jump in the car 
and I just put my headphones in and I go for the ride, Jerome. Okay. That's, That's what I do. Not right. at all. That's exactly <laughs> how it Blame works. Blame it on Saul. Ben M in the chat. Blame it on Saul. It's not how it works. But anyway. That's real. Back to the question that was asked originally. Right. Of the fear factor scale from least worried to most worried. Are you Beale Street, Elvis Barbecue, or the Itis? I'm probably Elvis Presley, even though, um, I mean... Elvis should be the most fearful because nobody ever wants to die on the toilet. So I would Damn. say Elvis Presley. Oh. So aggressive. I thought Always. you were going to make a shot about that new movie they're making. So that was actually oh, not as mean, bad as I thought it was going to be. You mean the, the one where he's like, we got the wind's worst race? No, not that one, but we're going we're gonna <laughs> to right over that. was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> Different one that they're making. Um, um, I'm going to go Beale Street, honestly. Oh, wow. I am just not. I mean, I think in a. In a head-to-head matchup, the Suns theoretically might have problems because in the past years they've had problems with guys like Jaw in particular that are fast, that get downhill, that attack the rim. But they're about as well-suited this year, I think, between Josh Akogi, Jordan Goodwin, KBD to kind of contain on the perimeter as you could hope for. And we saw in the playoffs against the Lakers last year, like they just kind of got wrecked across the board. I don't know that Marcus Smart changes that. They're going to play great defense. I don't know if they have enough offensively. And the whole jaw suspension, like, they're going to have ground to make up possibly in the West. So I'm not – I'm sorry, Kelsey. I love Kelsey. but <laughs> Jaw suspension. You know, you know what's funny about this basketball team is that I fear them more without jaw. Yeah. I do. Always have. I, I, I just don't think that jaw is a winning basketball player. I don't. Oh. I, I don't. I don't. I'm really? not a big John Morant fan at all. Um, I don't think he's a winning basketball player. I think they there's reasons why they statistically have always played better when he's not around. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just Tyus Jones. I mean, he's good, but it ain't just Tyus Jones. So I'm not a big John fan, and I think that when the playoffs come, he does certain little things that is not inducive to winning in the playoffs, and that's why they falter. <laughs> I I Come just, on, let's I, talk, baby. I just gotta point out the obvious. Hmm. Talk to me. I, I, I love you. Okay, you know this. Yeah, I can't help but but look at you and think, damn, this is a light skinned Jaws dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, he got the glasses oh, and everything, man. man. Jaws dad sitting courtside over yeah. here, man. You My man Flex. Yeah. <laughs> Team Morant, you call me Team Morant. Oh man, I'm not about Flex Morant over here, man. I thought you were going to say something about what he said. Yeah, or I thought what he was going to come out. Paul wasn't listening. Like, All he was thinking in his head was, "That's Josh Dad." To be fair, I thought that at the very beginning of the show, and I held on to it okay. until this point. Oh, but hey, listen, I think that's goodness. wild of you to say that Jaw's not really a winner. Because uh, I think I think Ja is, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, it's a fair take to say that you're not afraid of them without him, because uh, or been, with them, yeah. yeah, they've been good with him, yeah. without him, without, without him, him yeah. yeah. I think I'm gonna go Elvis Presley, okay, um, mostly because I do think the situation with Jaw is gonna be a little bit tough for them. It does help knowing that he can be around the team, we have practices and travel and whatnot, but. It's a lot of ground to make up for. Yeah. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's gonna end up being a meme or t-shirt. T Flex. <laughs> it's gonna be in the I'm Discord you, in like 10 Are minutes. you watch it? T Flex. I'm already seeing I'm gonna have oh, little arms. T- like, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. T Flex. Somebody's on. gonna Photoshop you courtside at a fucking oh, Why? Somebody's gonna put you right next to, to Shannon Sharp. 
<laughs> Not, I don't want that smoke. Shannon, yeah, big dude. Shannon, mess somebody up. All yeah. right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you as always. So here is the schedule for the next couple of days. So we are going to be off tomorrow and Saturday because we'll be back on Sunday. Pre-season. We're going to do a post-game show for all of the preseason games. We will not be doing pre-game shows for preseason, just post-game shows for preseason. Mm-hmm. So on Sunday, you watch the game, get excited with us, and then come join us for a post-game <laughs> chat after that one. And then we'll give you the rest of the schedule for next week, next week after that. But tomorrow and Saturday, we'll be off. We will have a couple things posted on our audio channels and some extra stuff on our YouTube as well. So if you're just craving a little bit more Suns Chatter, you can always uh, find some more stuff on our YouTube. Until we see you on Sunday, you can give the show a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. Okay, we got to go. Somebody take us home. If you really want to follow Lindsay on Twitter, follow her at Lin Lin. Ahoy, oh, hoy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> We all city like the mayor.